Hello, this is your host, Sunita Bagri. I am the founder of the Every Teacher Matters Project. Welcome to the Every Teacher Matters Network podcast. Each podcast has a core focus around the well-being of our teachers, school leaders and educational staff. The Teach Well Alliance works proudly in partnership with the Every Teacher Matters Network to raise awareness of well-being and mental health for our teachers and school staff. We're so pleased that you're able to join us on today's podcast. Hi, Chris. Great to have you on this evening on the Every Teacher Matter Network podcast. I am absolutely delighted to speak to you this evening because we've recently been acquainted and uh, it's absolutely my honour, really, to have you join the network as an associate. And um, one of the things that is really unique about you, I'm sure there are lots, but one of the things that is really unique about you is the fact that you are a serving teacher, which is wonderful. And that really is one of the aims of the work that we do around promoting teacher well-being and mental health, is that we want to be able to tell our teachers and our school staff that as long as we're all looking after each other and we're paying attention to our well-being and mental health, then you can do the job and you can stay in the profession. So I know that you've got some future plans, but right now you're, you're, um, you know, you're a serving teacher so tell us about yourself yeah that's right well firstly thank you thank you for asking me to um to to be on your podcast it's a it's a pleasure it's um officially my first ever podcast i've done <laughs> so uh pleased to be sharing that one with you and great stuff. um yeah you're i'm a, a serving teacher as you say i'm a, a pe teacher um have been for a little over 10 years now and um and yeah i completely i the what you're doing with the the teacher the every teachers matters network is so so important putting well-being first for for teachers is is something that well yourself and i both are quite passionate about and i've experienced not looking after my my well-being and and considering leaving the profession and and was very very close to doing exactly that and um and now uh, two and a half years nearly three years on from that kind of level of thinking I'm, I'm back in teaching well I'd never left teaching um, and I'm, I'm absolutely loving it and you can do the job and without having sort of mental ill health or stress levels um, well high too heightened but you just for me I think it's about mindset um, and putting yourself first as a teacher and not being afraid to do that um so so yeah so thank you for for asking me to be here it's uh it's wicked absolutely my pleasure it really is but yeah thanks you, you touched on some really important things there in terms of you know prioritizing the well-being um in relation to being able to withstand the challenges because the teaching profession is is, is significantly challenging so yeah prioritizing the well-being and being able to go back into to the role as you have is something that um, I'm going to invite you to talk about in future podcasts. I know that we've spoken about, um, you know, ha- having a series uh, that are, that's specifically around mental health. So we'll talk more about that in, in the next podcast. But today I yeah, want great. to give the listeners an opportunity just to get to, to hear a little bit about you and the fact that you're one of the, the founding members of the network and, and joining us 
in that capacity. You know, you, you're going to be adding so much value. So, so just tell us a little bit about your current role. Tell us about your, your role at the school that you're in and, and where are you based? So I'm based on the south coast of England. Um, in uh, My school is in Angring at the moment. And, um, and yeah, I love, love my school. I've been there for, um, for about three and a half, half years now. And, um, yeah, we're, I live in, in, a, in a sunny place. Uh, some, some of the listeners may, may have heard of it called Bognor Regis. Uh, some may have, have visited uh, <laughs> the Butlins uh, down here, which... Um, is lovely. I'm, I'm very yeah. Short walk from the beach, which is a massive part of my personal um, mental well-being, is sort of walking the dog down the beach and watching the waves and practicing a bit of mi- mindfulness and things like that. Um, and and yeah, so I, I know you're you're quite a few miles away from from me, so it's great to to be able to to connect with you over the the, the well. I've only found Zoom since lockdown, um, so <laughs> you, you and so many others, so many others. So, Chris, tell tell us a little bit. Tell tell the listeners a little bit about you touched upon your experience around burnout. So, um, you know, we're, we're going to go into some of that at a later point and you're 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 guest you're a guest on the every teacher matters network next meeting next month so yeah I am. Um, I'm really excited yeah about that. yeah we well so so are we and um yeah it'd be great to hear more about your story then but certainly just touch upon it a little bit today you know what has your experience been if, if you will just without too much detail because we'd really like yeah, to get sure. people on the show next time um so yeah, I'm, I'm a teacher, PE teacher, and sort of always believed that I had to be the best I could be. So I was, was taking on new challenges at school. And, um, and that led me to applying for and, and getting a job as head of department, um, which was fantastic. And I moved schools and I was really excited. But it coincided with a few things. And having a, my first child, beautiful baby girl, was... Uh, was one of the things it coincided with. Um, I had my interview two days after my daughter was born. Um, and, and all of those life things put together, taking on going to a new school, which has its stresses, taking on a, a, a new role as, as head of department and trying to work out um, what it means and, and how to be a dad is, is, uh, was, was another thing. And, and my wife was going through postnatal depression at the the time um as well so there's a lot of pressure Mm. from work and at home that just built up and built up and built that and building into that my own sort of mindset of um how I perceived success um didn't help that and I I thought you know I've got to crack on um and and prove myself I guess I could do the role and literally drove myself into into the ground sort of as a figure of speech and um yeah it sort of ended up sort of going through a serious case of burnout and that led on to um to other things and and reactive depression so um yeah there was sort of but I I didn't throughout all of that I didn't prioritize my own mental uh, well-being and physical well-being as well in some cases so um yeah that was I've seen some of your a posts brief on... version of the story yeah thank, thanks um Chris I know you know um, we're going to talk about that in the next uh, series of podcasts but also at the network meeting 
But um, I've seen some of your posts on Twitter over the last couple of weeks around mental fitness. And I love that term that you, 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 yeah. have, you know, because it's so important mm. and it goes hand in hand. And, and we'll talk about that a bit more because I'd love to know what you do in terms of looking after your mental fitness. And, and I'll, I'll happily share with you what I do. But it's just so integral, isn't it? The, the, the mind-body connection in that way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's as a PE teacher, I wanted to try and well, I still do work on a sort of way of thinking about your mental well-being in exactly the same way as your physical well-being, because it, everyone knows about so, to an extent having good diet and doing exercise is really good for you. Sometimes we don't all do it, but I don't think people really know and understand what sort of mental well-being is and mental fitness so I, I think we should think about our mental fitness or our mind fitness in the same way as our as our physical fitness yeah, and have I think there's I think there's components of of mental fitness as yeah, well um, and I'm I'm sort of trying to work those out as at the moment, kind of in, in my own time. Um, um, I say to my wife, you watch TV in an evening, I'm going to do some thinking, <laughs> just yeah. write down some stuff and, yeah. and try to work out um, the components of mental fitness and then ways in which we can train them. So mm. people, and I think, I think this model will be very valuable and and helpful especially for males who yeah. find it difficult to allow themselves to think that they have mental mm. health i mean everybody mm. does yeah. and and i speak to so many and some of my best friends and they they say oh well I, i'm not mentally ill i, I don't have mental health problems mm. but they don't realize of course they do but mm. if they think about it as mental fitness i think that reframe it that yeah. might um yeah. allow people to yeah. to access it a bit more I, I totally agree and, and you're, you're you're absolutely right I mean there's still so much stigma around mental health in in schools in generally you know in general terms but actually the stigma around men and male teachers like yourself is is even further compounded so um yeah I think part of the mission here of what we're trying to do is really break that stigma. I'd, I'd like to think that we're, we, you know, through the work that we're doing, we're going to be able to do that and um, would really encourage um, anyone out there to reach out and to be able to speak to us if they're going through um, any difficulties in terms of their mental health and well-being. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, so thanks. Thanks for sharing that. That's great. And um, yeah, I think it is working out, you know, what that, that fitness, um, strategy might look like or what that little program might look like because well-being is very individual what you might you know what you might deem is right for you may not be the same for others so be good to get some ideas from you in some future podcasts around what the things um what things you do that work for you and and, and like I said I'll be happy to share what I do because it would yeah be absolutely some great support I think but yeah, it's no different to kind of, you know, going out for your morning walk or taking a, a, a you know, taking a, a part in yoga. You're doing all of those things. I mean, yoga is a great one for both mental and, and physical fitness. But actually, if you start thinking about your physical and mental health in the same way, you're already reframing it exactly the, the right word that you used earlier. So that's fabulous. Thanks. Thanks, Chris. So t- tell us a, um, a little bit now about, um, so I mentioned this at, at the at the beginning when I introduced you that um, 
you're a serving head teacher and part of the mission here is for us to keep teachers well to keep teachers in the profession and keep them well but be able to give them the tools um, to do so if they're finding that difficult so just share with us what do you love about teaching um well firstly i think you promoted me there and said that i was a head teacher did i, did I? Okay. I and thank you so much because <laughs> one um, day <laughs> my, my, my bank balance has just thanked you for that but yeah you're, um you're right i i'm i'm a serving teacher um and the thing the thing I, well the thing i've always loved about teaching and it sounds a bit silly to people who might be listening who who might not be teachers and that's great if they are is is teaching is I love having the time to sit down and plan a really good lesson, resource it, and then go and teach it. Mm. And, it and it goes well, because often you do that and it doesn't go well. Um, and, and then the buzz you get from that, the excitement of when you sort of plan something a little bit different to what you normally might do, and the kids get so much out of it. And I, I, I love that, but... Unfortunately, as the teachers listening will know, you don't often get the time to actually sit down and really consider your planning, which sounds ridiculous, but you, um, you, you don't get as much time as you'd like to. Um, and, and I love that. I love it when you just have that, that buzz moment of, of, a, of a cracking lesson yeah. and, and you just see it in the kids' eyes when they are fully engaged in what they're doing. Absolutely. It's, it's wicked. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that, and that's what I missed. When I was a head of department, I wasn't spending enough time doing my planning and, and thinking about teaching. And that was one of the things that I think led to my depression was I wasn't doing what I really enjoyed. Um, and that is planning, teaching and, and then evaluating lessons and things like that. So that is, um, that is at its simplest core what I love about teaching yeah, but yeah. It, it sounds maybe a bit cliche but it's not it's genuinely it's not, what I love yeah, it's not at all cliche and, and I think that that's that's really the tra tragedy that um you know teachers that like to to do the job in that way in that creative way and be autonomous in making decisions for their own children um, and the pupils that they they teach um it is really what we train to do and when that's taken away from us, that's when we think, hang on a minute, you know, that's not what I, that's not what this is about for me. Um, so I hope we've got some, you know, we've got some um, senior leaders listening and I hope that we've got some, you know, members of the DFE listening, anyone that um, has, is leading um, education, anyone that has uh, decision making, then I do hope that you're listening to what Chris is saying, because it's this that's driving our teachers out of the profession. So let's give them some autonomy back, I say. So Chris, I'd like to ask you next about what your biggest challenge has been um, and what have you had to deal with in your teaching career so far? And, and also, how did you overcome it? Okay, um, I'm going to go right back to my NQT year because I think this underpins so much of my, my teaching. And I remember in my NQT, in my first year of teaching, I was teaching BTEC sport to year 10. And there was a, a young gentleman in my class and he was called Bradley. And I'm not going to say his second name. And I'd love it if he's now a teacher and he listens to this because he'll remember this. Um, but I had a very tricky class and, and this, this student was um, not um, helping me teach my lesson. He was being quite disruptive. 
and um, I gave him his three warnings and then he was outside and he was, he was outside the classroom and I thought the right thing to do was walk up to him and shout really loud at him um, because I'd seen that from other teachers and that was possibly my experience of, of watching teachers deal with naughty kids at, at school and this, this young chap taught me an absolute lesson he just sat there and let me finish and, and said are you all right, sir? Why, why are you shouting? <laughs> and gave me okay. the biggest dressing down. And, and I, I thought to myself at that point, I have no idea why I'm shouting. I think I'm shouting because that's what I should be doing right now, not because that's what I want to be doing. And since then, when I tell students off, individually in a class, I never shout because these students often who are misbehaving have people in their lives who do just shout at them and, and in my 11 years of teaching now I've sort of realized that but yeah that was that that was probably um I think one of my biggest that class itself um, teaching them for two years was one of my biggest challenge um and and I just learned so much in terms of behavior management and the psychology of, mm. of behavior and teaching, mm. but not because I read a book, but because I, I was teaching children yeah. who were quite challenging. And, and this student then I oh, left and a few years later, I remember sitting at my desk and he was then probably about 20 years old at that point, maybe about 18. And he came and he knocked on because he was playing football and, and he was so lovely and nice. And he came, hello, oh. sir. How are you? Really good to see you. Blah, blah, blah. And it just that journey of remembering his behavior, how I dealt with him and then the positive relationship I built up and, um, and then him coming back was, was a real, um, real journey in, in the behavioral side. And I think the thing that I've learned from, from that experience is to, I think to be kind to ch all children and that's, that's so important and not shout at them, not judge children because they're misbehaving in your lesson yeah. and listen to them and talk with them. And by doing that, and I do, I, I do this, I get all the, the, our students that have managed moved all, all often come into my classes because I'm, I've got a sort of a bit of a good reputation I think for yeah. for not judging these children yeah. and and yeah. every time they misbehave they may get parked from my lesson or or they may get excluded as a result but when they come back I shake their hand this was pre-covid when we're allowed to um, <laughs> and um and say okay let's start again and yeah. um and they know that I don't judge them and, and hold grudges or anything like that. And, and that's what it's taught me. And I, I think that really has helped my teaching sort of under, like being kind to all, all children really. So that's lovely yeah. to hear. That's lovely to hear Chris. And I think they certainly, those children certainly taught you some life lessons there. Oh gosh. Yes. Oh. It was the laughter of all the children inside the classroom when, when, he just dressed me down that, that yeah it took a few weeks to rebuild that relationship with that class yeah, but I got great. there but made, made you had have, have a you know a good long long, long hard look at yourself right yeah totally yeah I was trying yeah. to be this big masculine man with power yeah. and a big yeah. booming voice when actually just um being quiet sometimes so uh, is, is much more powerful oh it's very powerful very powerful indeed yeah Th thanks thanks Chris oh, that, was that was really inspiring I hope some some teachers listening to that will take um yeah take a a, a think about that really and reflect because um 
we um, we've got a lot to learn from our young people, haven't we? Oh yeah, they've got a lot to teach us. Yeah, they, they have. Yeah, yeah. If if we if we allow them, if we allow them, which um, clearly you, you've done. So that's super. So um, Chris, I'd like to really ask you. Um, as you know, that the Every Teacher Matters Network really is all about promoting teacher well-being and breaking the stigma around mental health of teachers. So, what well-being advice would you give to teachers? Yeah, I, I alluded to it a little bit earlier, um, accidentally. Uh, sorry for for spoiling this question, but um, putting themselves first. Teachers don't do that by maybe nature of because that's why teachers kind of gravitate towards teaching because they want to help and put others first possibly but um i i use an analogy um it's not mine um but i I saw it and i've stolen it because i think it's great of of the the oxygen mask on a plane with well-being generally but i think this is so important for teachers that on a plane, you're told if the plane, if the oxygen mask come down, mm-hmm. you have to put yours on first before you help anybody else put theirs on. Mm-hmm. Because obviously, if you are not in a fit state of mind or you, you haven't got the oxygen, then of course you can't help anybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that is so relevant and so important for well-being and for teachers. And because if if we are not looking after our own mental well-being but just ourselves putting ourselves first mm. then and if we're not happy then I don't think we can be good teachers I think happy teachers are better teachers and if teachers don't allow themselves to be happy and do things for them be selfish um, then that's going to affect their own happiness and that's going to come across in in the classrooms um and and i see it i see it with i hear it from teachers saying i've not got time to do this i've not got time to do that and i and that may be true but i urge those teachers to just sort of step back and think well what could i not do for somebody else to allow myself to do this you know that's saying no say no to someone or just don't say anything um and just or tell someone sorry i can't because i've got to do this um so putting putting yourself first i think is some empowering yourself allowing yourself to do that is 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 really 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 vital yeah it's great advice it really is great advice it's around self-preservation because you just can't you know a bit cliche but i'll say it anyway um you can't pour from an empty cup uh, and you can't yeah no absolutely you got to keep you know refilling and doing those things that energize you so that that's super thanks very very much chris for coming on today and speaking to us about you know some some really heartfelt stories there in your personal journey in teaching so um, I would invite the listeners to join us in the Every Teacher Matters Network meeting, which is going to take place towards the end of October, where Chris is going to speak really candidly about the, you know, the situation that he alluded to earlier in the podcast in, re- in relation to his burnout. And we're doing this very much because we, our mission at the Every Teacher Matters Network is to raise a profile so that we're supporting our colleagues so that they can stay well 
and be able to be the best teachers possible, but also the best people in their personal lives for their own families, because that's really, really important first and foremost. So if you'd like to find out a bit more about Chris, or if you would like to get in touch, you can contact him on... So you can follow me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at your mind fitness, all lowercase. And my blog is on there as well. So you can see my blog and some of the stuff that I've written about too. Brilliant. That's super. Thanks very much, Chris. And we're looking forward to having you on again very soon. All right. Yeah, great. Thank you. Thanks. Bye for now. I do hope you enjoyed listening to today's Every Teacher Matters conversation. It is our mission to be the voice of our amazing school staff. You can find out more by visiting everyteachermattersproject.com or contacting me directly at contact at Thanks for listening.